It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a look at life in the SO postcode with her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week we have an immersive pie experience. It was born out of using a traditional meal in a sort of modern contemporary environment. It's so versatile and you can put anything in a pie. And a new way to have fun with a football. If you're playing it for a minute, you get as many touches as you would do in a 90-minute football match with, with a high pressure, high intensity, without the physical contact. It's really great for fitness. Can we start by saying thank you to all of our new subscribers, all of the people who've discovered us recently. Thank you very much for liking and sharing. This podcast is getting bigger and bigger and it's really sweet. It is, it is. And on our social media as well, when you've started following us and you work out that we know exactly what's going on in Southampton, there is so much going on. In fact, that's where I want to go first this week. The amount of celebrity spotting this weekend was crazy. Was there a cruise ship in with (laughs) like loads of 80s pop stars on it? No, 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 no. So of course, Craig David had his homecoming. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did a book signing. He did a gig at the 1865. And everybody, and I'm sure it must be brilliant for him, he must know how loved he is by the city of Southampton, by everybody that lives here, because he's a real ambassador for the city, isn't he? He must just walk down the street and everybody's like, oh, hi, Craig, you're brilliant. As long as they don't start doing the Bo Selector impression. Because oh, no. I know when I spoke to him a few years ago, that kind of makes his heart sing when people come up to him I, and do yeah, that. Yeah, let's not do that. We dropped that a long, long time ago. One other thing about Craig David. Mm-hmm. He absolutely, completely and utterly denies all knowledge of that big phallic symbol that was drawn in lighter fuel on the lawn at Belmore School. <laughs> it happened when he was a pupil there. Yeah. But when I interviewed him a few years ago, I asked him about it. He denied all knowledge. Right. Also, drawing phallic symbols around <laughs> around the city this week. No, they weren't. They weren't. All right. They weren't. <laughs> Kirsty Alsop was in the Dancing Man Brewery. Yes. Go on, girl. They were filming on Stanton Road, I think. Okay. Somewhere okay. around that part of the town. They are, look, it's coming to location, location, location. I love that programme, especially when it's somewhere that you know and you're like, oh, not that area, please. Good choice of uh, place to go, the Dancing Man. Yeah, nice. That must be where they do the, hello, we'd like to make an offer. That's my reckoning. It's at the Dancing Man Brewery. Also, Sophie Wessex. Right. Prince Edward's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew who you meant. Duchess of Wessex. Yeah. She was at Royal Victoria Country Park. What was she doing? I don't know. She wasn't just going for a wander and taking a dog for a walk. But my mate Penny was taking her dog for a walk. Came alongside where the Victoria Country Park chapel is. Yeah. And saw a couple of, you know, Range Rovers pulling up. And then a bit of a security detail coming out. And stopped to, to get a hedgehog out of her dog's mouth and um, and waited to see who got out of the cars. And it was Sophie Wessex. I mean, you could have just stood there with your arms folded. She didn't have to <laughs> make her dog eat a hedgehog to no. give her a reason to hang around. Her dog picks up so many hedgehogs. She's not after eating them. She's after just playing with them. She just thinks they're the most fun things in the world. Maybe she's seen enough of them on the road to think, <laughs> if I put this one over here, far away from any tarmac, it'll oh. be having a longer life. Oh, that's what Ella does. Ella's the dog, not the owner. 
you say that we know everything that's going on in the city. One thing yeah. that I have absolutely no idea about what's going on with at the moment, traffic at the weekend. Right. I don't understand how I can drive from Heathrow to Hedge End yeah. in a quicker time than I can go from Hedge End <laughs> to St Mary's on a Saturday. Well, because there's a football game on at St Mary's. But the majority of that distance travelled was from yeah. the railway station in Hedge End yeah. to the M27. Once I actually got past Junction 7, yeah. I was fine. But everything else was utter gridlock. I had to travel across town, right? I had to go from Hamble to Millbrook on Saturday. And I can tell you now, Simon, I did not go anywhere near anything at all until after three o'clock when they were playing the game and nobody was travelling to the match. But I obviously have great experience of going from Hedge End to St Mary's on a regular basis. Yeah. It's just never been as bad as it has the last couple of times. You've got a bike. Well, I You'd be did there well quick. consider the bike, actually, <laughs> several times as I sat in traffic, not going anywhere. And all of the little cut-throughs I thought I'd try, everybody else seemed to think about as well. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Our first guests this week on the podcast are Rob and Phil from Pie Carumba. They've been around for six years because Phil had nowhere else that he really wanted to go to eat. It was a case of um, there was really nowhere else for me that I liked to go. Um, so I thought, hell, why, why don't you just create something yourself? And uh, it was born out of um, fusing a traditional meal in a sort of modern contemporary environment was the idea. And uh, we both love food. We, we, we came across the idea of pie and mash uh, essentially because it's so versatile and you can put anything in a pie. Um, so we thought, uh, yeah, let's try it, but let's let's be different and modern uh, with our flavours and everything. Um, so it's kind of like classic meal, but looking back with a sort of contemporary twist as well. So that's uh, how we started. So you've been going now for five years. How has it been and how has it gone? How have you developed and grown? We opened Winchester first, 2016. Southampton a year later. We opened Brighton a year after that. And unfortunately, we had to close that due to uh, the normal uh, problems that we had we faced over the last two years. Uh, but it was it was good for us, actually. Um, we learned a lot. We learned about uh, our size, the perfect size um, that we should be and what not to do. But it's been a ride. It's been great. And yeah, we've we've built a really loyal following throughout covid we just got in cars and did home deliveries so we just stayed relevant in people's mindsets so when things did open up hopefully the first thing that people thought was ah pikerumba i remember them it's all a case of engaging with customers and uh, creating an experience that's immersive and our customers have been respondent to that so so as well as the food the pies and the drinks there's lots of stuff to do here isn't there yeah you'll you'll see like in southampton and winchester we try and be really engaging with the environment we've themed a lot of the areas both of the toilets get a lot of mentions we have we've had a write-up just on the toilet itself so uh, it's very important course, you know yeah, yeah yeah in fact we do have people come in and just go to the toilet so <laughs> We don't take offence. The food is also good, please. Um, but yeah, we've got Star Wars themed toilets. We've got a Hobbit area, which which leads onto the toilet upstairs in Southampton. We've we've kitted it out like a treehouse with monkeys hanging around. We've got shark heads hanging off the wall. And there, there's sort of puns that go along with that as well. Um, we try and have a bit of fun with it. The idea is, like Rob said, is that we have a, a contemporary meal 
um, that's that's good. It's basic. It's simple, but lots of different flavors. Um, it, it, it suits all um, dietary requirements. We do a lot of gluten-free, a lot of vegan. So it's having a, a fun, easy, basic meal, but doing it in an engaging environment so people can come and sit in and they look around for about 10 minutes before even looking at the menu. Um, we've got consoles on some of the tables with old retro games on. We've got top trumps. So yeah, it's not just about the food. It's it's the atmosphere. It's like, you know, you go to uh, Disneyland and, you know, you're queuing up for a roller coaster, but they try and make it engaging while you queue. So the wait is is just as fun as the food itself it's a proper experience isn't it and i know look we talk about the food right tell me about the food what kinds of pies or whatever do you serve yeah so we've got the traditional flavors like steak and owl chicken ham and leek minced beef and onion in a red wine sauce and then we do something a bit different so we've got on the we've got the notorious pig which is pulled pork in a barbecue sauce yeah really nice we've got al bandito which is chicken and chorizo in a like spicy habanero sauce uh, we've got the Mountie, which is beef steak and a, with a maple syrup. There's 20 different flavors encompassing meat, vegetarian. We've got the Not Dog, which is vegan sausage in a caramelized onion gravy. We've got Mac to the Future, which is a macaroni cheese pie. So it's not just the flavors, it's the names we have a lot of fun with as well. So once you've chosen the pie, you get a choice of mash with it. You can have classic, cheesy, mustard or vegan. You then get the choice between chili minted mushy peas or baked beans. And on the side, it'll come with onion gravy or the liquor so you can have the full meal you can have it as um, a vegan option as well because we do the the vegan uh, mash and the gravy is vegan but you can also get crispy shallots and cheese on top Um, and again we do a vegan cheese for that as well and that's the pine mighty offering i am starving now (laughs) and you do some really cool marketing like you come up with some really good ideas yeah it keeps us up at night really thinking of um, exciting uh, and punny things to do Uh, we did um, um, Christmas in July it, it originated last year where we thought the Christmas before everyone's Christmas was pretty rubbish uh, with lockdown so we thought we'd do a Christmas party in July and it went really really well so we did it again this year and it just grows from strength to strength just having a bit of fun I mean it's a lot of effort for one day putting up a Christmas tree and decorations and uh, very surreal yeah, like it's boiling hot. I mean, this summer was pretty hot as well, and I'm putting up a Christmas decorations and uh, encouraging people to wear Christmas jumpers just for the photo. But we got the customers to, if they came and wore a Christmas jumper or a T-shirt, they'd get a free pie voucher, and so many did. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it was brought back because of popular demand. Everyone was like, are you doing it again this year? So yeah, it was, it was weird listening to Wham! last Christmas in the middle of summer. Um, was very surreal but fun a lot of fun so I've been aware of Pie Caramba for a while because my friend Kate who lives in Winchester used to take her kids there all the while and raved about it but I'm afraid to say I have never experienced it myself it's so brilliant and they've got a a Zinger Tower pie at the moment oh yes is that a pie made out of KFC sort of yeah okay They come up with crazy ideas, but it works. I must pay them a visit. You need to go. Now, cost of living crisis, energy crisis. When did the bills go up? Was it October the 1st? Yeah. So that was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. So Friday, last day of September, I decided to turn my heating on. You'd already tested it because in the last edition of the podcast, you said you'd whacked it on and it was working fine. Yes. However, when I turned it on on the last day of September into the first day of October, when the bills go up, 
my heating went mad. It was about 50 degrees in here, right? I was the only house on the street with my windows open, <laughs> doors open, and the air con on. I've had one of those instances before where you put it on and it just starts raging. It's like unstoppable. It's like a herd of... Heating horses stampeding. You just can't turn it down. That's exactly it. I was sweating. I was totally sweating. I turned down everything that I could, but 50 degrees. It was determined. It was like, you've paid me no attention for the whole summer, and now you want me to work for you. So I'm not doing it. That was Friday. Where are we at now? In the end, on Sunday, I had to turn the whole thing off. <laughs> turn everything off. Because I knew that the new bills were coming in and the new rates and I thought if this is heating my house at 50 degrees A it's uncomfortable B there is a big bill coming on the subject of bills here's one that you will actually be looking forward to opening yeah Southern Water have got to reimburse 30 million pounds to me not to you unfortunately you should get a share of it though this is because They've been marked badly for their performance. They failed to hit their targets for water treatment, pollution incidents, um, internal sewer flooding in the last year or so. And now the company will have to reduce customers' bills by 28.3 million after falling short in Offwatt's latest annual report. Ah, yes, I have heard this. I mean, we'll probably all just get a tenner off each or something, won't we? Something like that. You know, it'll be about that. But these days... I'll take anything that's, yeah. coming, that's coming back in and not going out. Free money. Yes, I'll have it. What are we talking about saving energy? Well, have we had the conversation about air fryers before? Um, I maybe haven't had the air fryers chat with you, but I've had lots of air fryer chat. So I've been having air fryer chat for the last year. My friend Sue makes cakes mm. and she bought an air fryer last year. And I thought, oh, that sounds like quite a good idea. And it's been sat there on the back burner. And the reason I didn't buy one was because I thought if I buy it, I'll use it for a week and it'll go in the cupboard next to the sandwich toast and all the other gadgets and just sit there and eventually I'll stick it on eBay. Even if I had have done that, I'd still be quids in now because air fryers have become so popular. Demand is so high. You can't find them anywhere. And people obviously have started profiteering already online. (laughs) So even if I had have bought one when I wasn't sure whether I needed it or not, I would now be able to sell it and make a profit anyway, even if I didn't want it. But the point is I do want one now. You do want one now. Because you can't have one now. You've heard of FOMO. (laughs) Yeah. I've got ROMO, (laughs) which is regret of missing out. Oh, no. And then, um, you know, the other thing, you know what you need to do? Simon you need to buy heated throws right now you heat the person not the room okay these things are going to be massive everybody's going to buy them everybody's going to have an air fryer and a heated throw and the other thing they're going to have is an airer that dries clothes yes. for 11p an hour yes because they've suddenly become quite popular People thinking, yes. if i put my heating on to dry my laundry there's got to be a more cost-effective way of doing it yeah so those things are going to fly as well as we head into the winter. You could buy a heated airer or you could do what I do, which is just put wet clothes on my daughter and get her to run around outside until they're dry. One other interesting fact I learned this week, because I was a bit concerned about it. How much do you reckon it costs you to boil a kettle for one cup of tea? Um, 5p. No. Go on. Lower. 1p. 1.5. 
1.5. I'm spending pounds on that every day. But I the, drink that much. The tea. reason the reason I check this out is because I moan sometimes when people overboil the kettle. It's like just yeah. put enough water in for one. If you're only making a cup of tea for one, just put enough water in for one. Don't don't just lash it up to the five mark when you only yeah. need to have it on the one. And yeah, I checked it out. 1.5 pence to boil a kettle so that you've got enough for water. One cup one. of tea. Although maybe it's going to be a bit more than that where we live because most people's kettles are full of scale because of the water yeah. being so hard. Right, so it's 1.5 pence to boil a kettle for a standard cup of tea. If you've got one of those Sports Direct cups, though, you're looking at about five quid. Oh, easily. (laughs) It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Our next guest on The So So Show is Lee from FTY Fly, which is a new way to have fun with footballs. FTY Fly is, um, uh, we we specialise in the latest technology in football. So we do lots of events and as you're here today, you've seen one of the events that we're doing. So basically, you've got a ring around you and it's got lights on it. And it's a bit like Simon Says, you know, where you used to, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, you'd know a Simon Says, where you had to press the buttons um, in the right order and all that stuff. And it's like that, but with a football. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. And and I was brought up in the 80s. So thanks for reminding me about that. (laughs) But you say that Ronaldo has one of these yeah. at home yeah he's got one of one of the rings at home uh, apparently he trains with it quite quite often we've been working with lots of professional footballers over the last few weeks so yeah it's, it's going great actually um, and we're down at places in Eastleigh you've got loads of kids and adults I mean they've all come along saying oh yeah we're just bringing the kids yeah. but they're all wanting to go and they're all sort of sneaking in and going oh I'll just have one little kick yeah. I tell you what it's harder work than you think isn't it it's, it's extremely hard work so I think I spoke to you earlier on I said one of the rings that if you plan it for a minute you get as many touches as you would do in a 90 minute football match with with a high pressure high intensity without the physical contact so it's, it's really great for fitness. So where do you take it then so you go to like corporate events or sort of I don't know uh, maybe like shop openings and, and uh, uh, leisure centre openings something like that where else will it go? We're obviously a brand new business so we're trying to get into that kind of arena we've done lots of brand activation work already so we've done it for the likes of Puma and Adidas and Pro Direct Football and we're trying to get into the corporate space and you know because it'll be perfect for that type of thing yeah yes so tell me how poorly you think uh, my footballing skills are. Your daughter's played football once, and she was better than you. <laughs> so, but you did all right. You you you, you did try. So well done. I give you ten you out of ten for trying. D- you did try. That's the. That's your. A little assessment of me. You, you oh. tried hard. You tried hard. Yeah. Yeah. Leave <laughs> it <laughs> So if anybody would like to try FTY Fly, how do they get in touch or where will they know where you are? So it's all on our website, ftyfly.co.uk. Um, and it's under booking and you'll see all the events that we're doing. Have you got any more around Southampton coming up? We are in talks with a couple of uh, places that we, we'd like to go to um, and keep an eye on the website because we will surely be in, in October. We'll have some more events, yes. I love the fact that Ronaldo's got one of these. I know, it's cool, isn't it? And do you know what? I really, really enjoyed it because it's like playing Simon Says or Bop It, but with a football as well. Yeah. And how was your accuracy? 
terrible i mean really <laughs> awful i mean it it the only thing that it's missing now is that bop it voice at the end of your round that says do it again but better <laughs> staying with exercise the city is getting something later this year which i know is going to please probably about 90% of the people that live in it certainly the 90% of the people that live in it who were around during the 1980s yes Outside West Quay, the food bit, on the Esplanade, the ice rink is coming back. And it's not just coming back for a few weeks over Christmas. It's there for like ages. I know, right? And I'm so excited to see it there. We've really missed it when it's not there. We like having a little bar that's like an Alpine Lodge. And we like to go down there and, you know, try to get round the rink without falling over and getting your bum wet. They should have special days during that long period where people who used to go to the old rink can just come down and have get-togethers and reminisce. Just the odd day here and there where it's only for those people. <laughs> and they can talk about which part of Southampton they'd like to see redeveloped and a new ice rink yeah. on it. Put an ice rink on it. I do love the ice rink. And look, you know that all the people that went to the roller rink, the roller disco in the summer, they are all going to be back for ice skating. While we're talking about the ice rink and Christmas, the bookies have said that we might get a white Christmas this year. Have they? Yeah. I don't believe it, though. So they've made it odds-on favourite for a white Christmas. First yeah. one in 12 years, because next week it is going to get cold. Okay. And they've gone and they've looked Please at Please let my heating be fixed by then. <laughs> Hopefully that will be sorted by then. If not, I'm going to be living at the ice rink because it will be warmer than my house. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, if the bookies are getting everyone's hopes up at the prospect of it being a white Christmas, the bookies can also be the ones to go to the back of my shed and get the sledge out from <laughs> yeah. it behind 10 years worth of crap that's built up in front of it. <laughs> I had a sledge given to me when my daughter was, uh, I don't know, six months old. We had no snow until she was about seven. <laughs> and she was way too big for this toddler sledge by then. I was most disappointed. Actually, we probably shouldn't mention this because otherwise there'll now be a run on those plastic sledges, <laughs> which led up on eBay for like 10 million quid each. I love it. There's a shop down in, like a hardware shop down in Wollstone, and they had a sledge outside hung up outside it was sort of december january time and it said 10 pounds or 15 pounds if it snows (laughs) (laughs) the so so show let's find out what's happening with visit southampton light up your social life right sunny fields we are now in october sunny fields do pumpkin picking like nowhere else it's the most amazing displays that they've come up with they always go to town with it and this year is no different have you seen the pyramid and the picture that they've created simon it looks epic doesn't it just so there's this huge great pyramid normally covered by grass in the summer but in the winter and in october they have created with pumpkins a picture of Paddington Bear and the words thank you as a tribute to the Queen. Isn't it just beautiful? I thought that was fantastic. You can get your tickets. They're on sale right now. And watch out. Get in there quick if you want to go in the October half term just before Halloween. An announcement has come from the Mayflower Theatre today. Oh, this is just awesome. So next year at the Mayflower Theatre, they have the touring production of 
Annie. Oh, oh, who doesn't love Annie? Now, every time Annie tours, they have a big name playing yes. Miss Hannigan. Yes. Who is it this time? This time, it is the one, the only, Paul O'Grady. Oh, he's going to be amazing. Isn't he? Isn't he just? He's just going to be... He's going to absolutely fly as Miss Hannigan. And then this is something a little bit different. Okay, the 1865. Lots of gigs go on there. Lots of music acts play there. This, on the 2nd of November, and I reckon this is going to be huge, lots of people listen to those serial killers podcasts and all of that kind of stuff. So this is a talk by Britain's top criminologist, and it's called Hunting Killers. It's on November the 2nd, 1865. (laughs) Was that the wrong thing to sort of end on? No, no, I think that's absolutely fine. But I was thinking, I'm so glad you said it that way around. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and thank you if you've been subscribing in recent weeks and months. It's so nice to know that you're enjoying what we do. And if you're not following us on our socials already... Please make sure you do, because there's almost always something good to win. There always is. You know what? This week we've given away tickets to the Southampton Fireworks Festival. I'm hosting it. Yay! Could we give away tickets to Hunting Killers, just so I can make sure that you can say it correctly for a second time? (laughs) I'm never saying it again. Top criminologists. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But yes... We've given away fireworks tickets. There will no doubt be another competition coming up very, very soon. um, And you can win some brilliant prizes. So make sure you follow us on socials. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 